Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of fail. Hey, Will. Mm-hmm. Um, how come we keep doing Chen Zen movies? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's not Chen Zen. It's Ma Yong Zen. No, shut up. It's Chen Zen. This is fucking Chen Zen. <laughs> What are you talking about? I mean, yeah. I mean, it is, but it's not. But it's not. It no, I know. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> the whole time I was like, what am I watching here? Am I watching another, like, Bruce Ploitation movie, Chen Zenploitation movie? What's going yeah. on? What's going on? We're, we're talking yeah. about Once Upon a Time in Shanghai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yes, this is not Chen Zen. This is not the Chen Zen from the Fist of Fury franchise this is uh ma young zen from boxer from shantung this is a remake this is a loose remake of that film this is a movie that we have not covered before so we're just gonna base all our knowledge of ma young zen based on once upon a time in shanghai uh you know starring uh philip ing uh who <laughs> i see where you're you're going with this because he did technically play Bruce Lee in Birth of a Dragon. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm, this this movie might have been the demo reel for that film because Feels uh, this like precedes it. Birth of a Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, I watched this a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, this could be a good candidate. And, yeah, it is on Hayah, so I was like, might as well you know, talk about it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It has some problems. But it's pretty good for the most part, right? Like, like That's... now that you've watched it again, what do you think? So I haven't seen it since maybe this first came out. Like, I watched this a long, long time ago. I remember, I think I was still living in the Bronx when mm, this came wow. out, okay. when I watched it. Right. And I don't recall thinking too much of it okay. on that initial watch. And then rewatching it for a show, uh, I was actually pretty happy with it. Pretty, uh, I liked the overall story. I liked some of the characters and eventually what they go through, their struggles, and then that ultimate climax at the end. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, not not like the best in any department, but sitting down watching it, I was, I was very entertained. Yeah. Um, it kind of takes you for a loop, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I was watching the film, it felt like the first half of it was going a specific direction, um, and then halfway through the movie, it kind of takes a uh, a very drastic shift in terms of who our villains are, who our allegiances are with, and um, not to say that's bad. It's kind of nice that it kind of subverts my expectations. Yeah, but the whole time it really does set up you know who the 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 good guys and bad guys are. I'm not gonna go any further into detail than that. So uh, you know that it's something I like and kind of don't like at the same time, right? Well, it's weird because so this is starring Philip Ng, 
also Andy on. Pairing, oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, pairing up yet again. Uh, last time we talked about them, it was uh, under a cover punch and gun. They oh, were. Was that the last one? Wow. Yeah, that was, our, that was our last pairing together. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're, they're really fun together on screen, even though it's mostly Andy on who is kind of hamming it up a little bit. Dear <laughs> yeah. God, his laugh. His, <laughs> his laugh is so bad. What is that? Did did he assume he was just going to get dubbed so he just didn't act? <laughs> no, that's not not his be his genuine laugh. Oh my god, know. it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let, let's talk about the story really. It's it's actually pretty simple. Um <laughs> Ma Yangzhen, played by Philip Ng, comes to Shanghai because he is <laughs> because yeah. He's because he's killing cows with one punch. <laughs> yes, yes, he's one punch man for the cows. bovine. Yes, uh, he was uh, playing some b-ball outside of school when a couple of guys about <laughs> to good. Yeah, whatever. whatever. He he ended up uh, having to leave because his mama told him he you know he's ca- causing too much trouble in his uh, in his hometown, so he needs to go to Shanghai to live with his auntie and uncle. Whatever. Uh, he is now in Shanghai, and he swears that he's not going to kill anymore or fight anymore. I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of hard to say. It's like, yeah, you, you can fight. Just don't kill anybody. It's like, All right. Sure. Um, and while he's there, he is obviously trying to make a living for himself, you know, coming from the lowest ranks, you know, in poverty and such. But he gets involved with uh, Andy On, who is kind of like a mobster like the newest mobster in town and there are other local mobsters there and they're all colluding with the japanese of course because of course. <laughs> because, of, because of course um and the japanese are evil selling no oh, well <laughs> all these movies are like that yeah. uh they're all evil and they're all selling opium uh, or opium <laughs> in town so like yeah, and, and Andy on is pegged right from the beginning to kind of almost seem like a villain. That's but that's then, what, yeah. That was interesting to me, actually. I mm-hmm. thought, well, is it going to be a spoiler if I say this? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, let's just talk about it. Let's just talk yeah, about it. It's we, interesting to talk can, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like Andy on is going to be the villain. Yes. So I won't, I won't say what happens. I mean, you mm-hmm. can kind of guess. But the whole, the movie is about their... I was going to say budding romance. It's about their <laughs> blossoming brotherhood. They, okay, sure. They become very close. Uh, Philip Ng begins working with him because he is able to hold his own against Andy Yon, who is a very exceptional fighter. And that's kind of how he takes over Shanghai because of his martial arts ability. Mm-hmm. Philip Ng can stand toe-to-toe with him in a fight. And that just impresses Andy on. And this friendship forms from that. And it's kind of fun watching them just bro it out <laughs> in, in montage sequences and, and in little snippets here and there. So right. the whole time I was like, oh, Andy on's going to turn on him and they're going to have to fight each other. It's going to be about them not wanting to fight each other, but they have to. Mm-hmm. But that's actually not the case yeah surprisingly yeah it's it's weird <laughs> well i mean i, I mean I maybe do we shouldn't like say that. exactly what happens but yeah well yeah yeah i mean we do kind of like that but you know it doesn't 
it does it kind of sets you up in thinking that they're going to have this ultimate fight at the end because they're so talented in martial arts and it, they really don't go that route which is good and bad you know again i like it when movies you know take a daring approach and try not to you know follow a complete rubric from like other movies but yeah. like it, it's kind of nice and at the same time, it's like, oh, I kind of wish they fought one more time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they right. are the most competent martial artists in this mm-hmm. film. I mean, with the exception right. of Samuel Hung, who's in the movie, but he is already older at this point yeah. in a supporting mm-hmm. role and not trying to outshine his younger counterparts because I feel like this is a movie meant to elevate mm-hmm. Andy and Philip, you know, Philip Ng. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well... Let's talk about the other uh, members of the, mo- the the movie. You have um, you have uh, Fung Hock On, who is we've talked about in previous films. Uh, he's played the villain in is it Magnificent Butcher. It was one of Yeah, I think it was was Magnificent Butcher. Where, um, he was the uh, when he was much younger back then, and this is I think this is his last film before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he was also in Ip Man Two. Mm. Uh, if you kind of remember him, he, he he was one of the masters who fought Don Yen on the table. So that's a, a quite a mention. But also, uh, this is action choreographed by Yun Wuping in a very, well, not very, but in a subtler Yun Wuping <laughs> approach. Because when I think Yun Wuping, and everyone does, you think lots of wire work. And this movie does a pretty fine line in balancing all that, I think. Yeah, right? uh, there's there's wires, there's wires of here course. and there, but it is surprisingly subdued. Mm-hmm. It they are the wires are there to elevate certain moves and not yeah. just be attached to the performer the entire time. So it's yeah. it's surprising the amount of restraint he showed mm-hmm. with the wires. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean we've seen how crazy he can be, you know. Fist of Legend is like the perfect example, you know, there. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the movies in the action department, uh, it, it's pretty good. I I don't think it's anything spectacular, but I mean, it, it's pretty standard fare, like in terms of like what you expect from a Hong Kong production, although not being a Hong Kong production, I don't think. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, like I, there's. There are some moments where I found the action just like not the most clear, and you know the the editing is you know, but I, I would say that the editing is you know pretty pretty good for the most part. Like it, it doesn't really shy away from like showing the the hits, showing the movements, and there are some wonders that are uh, displayed throughout the film that are you know well some of them are cheated, but some of them are actually just. Philipping just go into town on these folks and looks people great. in the face yeah. once, and then they go down yeah 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 so uh yeah the the action department it's it's nice you know um it's i, I almost yeah, I feel like yunwoo ping is now getting influenced by hollywood at this point there's mm. copious copious amounts of slow motion mm-hmm. in lots of explanation shots or insert shots Sure. Just so yeah. the audience can very clearly understand certain setups of certain moves. Mm. And I feel that, uh, what, what was he working on before? He did Man of Tai Chi and then he did, mm-hmm. did the, well, he worked on the Grandmaster. So maybe that's where, um. maybe that's where that's coming from because Grandmaster is like lots of 
slow motion and ex- uh, explanation shots because of that. So maybe he still kind of has that in his system. Mm. Just just speculation. <laughs> yeah, what we're saying is that uh, Yuma Ping is a hack, right? Oh, totally. totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he's all, he's an action director, but coordinated also by uh, Yuan Chuck. Chong ya ya oh god I'm butchering that um so I don't know how much of that is credited to Yuma Ping versus you know the the other guy so I don't know um but I don't I don't like yeah like they're a slow mo for sure I mean I think that's just a trend now like you want to show the big hits in slow mo so it's not so bad for the most part um okay well we we did kind of fast forward to talk about the action but what do you think of the story Zero because it is a little bit on the simpler side and i don't know like of course like the the bromance stuff is kind of nice you know i mean you know it, it like it adds like character to the movie but i i did find that some of the supporting characters were kind of like not necessary oh completely completely <laughs> unnecessary when mm-hmm. philip ing gets literally gets off the boat he has some some friends who are Mm -hmm. along for the ride and they are there in this sort of pigsty alley when they first arrive and they're living in this sort of poverish little area and throughout the course of the movie they just kind of disappear right i'm pretty positive those two guys are just no longer in it once (laughs) andy on starts Mm -hmm. becoming more involved with with philip in their relationship and yeah so that kind of stuff like either either build their characters better or just remove them you know we kind of say that uh another thing i thought that was kind of just too on the nose Mm -hmm. was when the love interest first uh -hmm. uh, her first initial appearances she just hates philip ing (laughs) and immediately i know oh they're gonna fuck yeah, they're totally going to fuck later. <laughs> Look how much she hates him. And then she's yeah. just slowly warming up to him. I, I, I feel like there's so many better ways to do that. Because it was just... It's too obvious, right? Uh, yeah, I, I actually don't like it when characters are written like this. Um, like, oh, I don't like, like you, so I'm going to be mean. That's yeah, very, that's very... children do. Exactly, it's very grade school. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's fine. It, like, by the end of it, she, she she's barely a character at all she basically becomes a damsel in distress uh but prior to that she can she can be just plain old nasty and it's like it's very hard to root for her at all especially the way that these two interact with each other it's like god i just just want the love interest stuff taken out of the movie <laughs> i think i didn't mind when they were trying to develop their relationship because it's one of those very old-fashioned sort of mm. courting things sure where he's he's an idiot essentially phil mm-hmm. being just yeah, doesn't yeah. know any he, he's not aware of the signs she's constantly offering him food mm-hmm. and just staring at him <laughs> and i love when he just stares back at her while eating the bowl of rice it just looks like he's <laughs> balancing that bowl on a boner it, it just made, it just made me laugh <laughs> oh man um no that's that's his real kung fu talent right there yes <laughs> um yeah uh well i mean the the movies yeah like there are some moments where i actually genuinely like, i just laughed at the film because of how absurd the film can be so 
we did talk about John Wick a couple weeks ago, and you know, we we're saying like that movie is like a comic book, you know, but you know, that's very stylized, still realistic. This movie feels like a comic book too, but it's like hyper reality, like not hyper reality. It's like transcending reality, and it feels like uh, it's using comic book physics because it's so crazy at times. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like. There, Anyone there are, could possibly do like some of these movements, yeah. At all, especially the main character, right? There are a few moments when they have when they're on the wires and they're kind of mm-hmm. floating. They are suspended yep. in air a little too long. I was, I think, I was okay with it uh, yeah. for the most part. I didn't, I didn't mind that too much. I think what was most distraction was the overall look of the film. Okay. Now okay. it's a stylized choice. I don't know if I agree with it. So the whole movie is in a very desat- in desaturated grays. There are just hints of skin tones or other singular colors here and there to accentuate them. But for the most part, this thing looks drab as hell. <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to go for some sort of Sin City look. Or maybe they shot it in raw and in log format and they forgot to do the levels afterwards. Who knows what happened? (laughs) It's a stylistic choice. Uh, I thought what was going to happen was everything is gray when he's poor in Shanghai. But then once he meets Andy on and he starts getting money, then the colors were going to start coming back onto the screen and things were going to feel more lively. And that actually doesn't happen. <laughs> it just kind of stays muted throughout. And it looks... It's kind of like a like a piss tone towards <laughs> the end. Because I think they were supposed to be in some sort of room with golden statues. And because you desaturate that, it looks kind of looks like piss. So. <laughs> Zero, don't you know? Like, it's it's old-timey. Like, everything's gray and black and gray. They, like, in real life, too. You know, back then, <laughs> oh, right, color, right. Color wasn't invented until the 60s. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I understand what you mean. It, it is very desaturated and such. But, I mean, it, it is the look that they're going for, especially when we're trying to highlight the bracelet that Andy on has. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Philip Ng has on the entire time. Um, and apparently, <laughs> Philip Ng has harnessed the power of, like, nuclear fission because <laughs> that thing is always constantly spinning so he just has like limitless energy that is like making this little bead on the the bracelet just constantly whirling yeah it's a jade <laughs> bracelet there is yep. a metal sphere that i don't know that has slits in it i don't i don't know how to describe it. almost <laughs> like a almost like a spherical bird cage Sure. Okay, that's a good attached way to it. attached with uh, jade, and mm-hmm. my understanding is when he winds up his fist, when it goes through the air, it starts spinning faster. Something yeah, no, something it, along it, those lines. It, it's basically always spinning. It's like how does he how does he do that? <laughs> I guess it's his his chi maybe. Who knows? His chi maybe. I mean, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah. I mean, the 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 movie's pretty straightforward for the most part. I would actually like to go into the the uh the specifics of the film you know i, I think um it's hard to talk about it without spoilers any more than this right like unless there's something else you want to mention zero uh i just want to say that so yeah before we specifically go into the action there's a lot of it at the end holy crap <laughs> the whole movie i was actually thinking that it was 
lacking in action, but I was okay because I was digging the story. I was mm-hmm. into the bromance. I liked Andy on and just how silly he is. I love how he does a jumping Superman sucker punch to Philip Ng, thinking they're going <laughs> to fight and they don't. And, and just little things like that. There's little bursts of brawls here and there, but it didn't feel like there were big, big fight scene moments that yep. much until the movie kind of takes a serious turn and then just like it just ends on philip ing beating the shit out of everybody yeah i was like where is this coming from i was like oh there's more people oh there's even oh jesus there's more people yeah i mean i'd say the last what is it, 20 minutes 20 30 minutes of the film is just like non-stop it, it almost <laughs> is non-stop he yeah. dispatches groups to mm-hmm. singular fighters to one-on-two moments yep. back to groups and then back to the final boss who is poorly established i figured <laughs> once he once they talk about him he's gonna be the villain but when you see him at the end i was like oh right yeah yeah that makes mm-hmm. sense he's the bad yeah. he, he's the final yeah. boss he really has only three scenes total mm-hmm. and then like what his establishing scene another scene after that just to kind of remind you to confirm that he's in the movie and then you're fighting him at the end yeah and i'm just gonna say the final boss uh made me laugh really hard at the end and i cannot wait to talk about that when we get to the (laughs) patreon section so so let's do it you guys want to yeah if you guys want to listen to us break down the action but also talk about the story in greater detail especially with spoilers you can follow us on patreon if it's a fail um, we get all of the exclusive content we just mentioned, plus the uh, quick jabs that we do, because we also cover other movies that don't get their own full episode, but we want to talk about them because why not? We watch a lot of movies. <laughs> Let's not let them all go to waste. Yeah, and we, we even covered another Andy on movie, Blind War. He's blind! <laughs> <laughs> and he fights people while being and blind. there's a war, apparently. How does know. that work? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, if that, with that said, let's talk about Once Upon a Time in Shanghai. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. And now on to our final thoughts. That is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, Shanghai. Um, I was going to say China, but no, it's Shanghai. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of movies that start with that. Oh, boy. Um, this was an entertaining film. I think it's pretty well done. I had minor gripes with it, but I'd say overall they are minor. And the movie is pretty genuinely entertaining. Um, you know what's crazy? It throws you for a loop. What was, this what is, is written by Wong Jin. <laughs> It's written by him? I thought it was just produced no, by him. Written, I didn't even know that. It's written by him, yeah. Oh, that explains why the woman character is poorly written. Because <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense now. Surprisingly, and... not the worst. He's done mm-hmm. worse. But uh, yeah, oh. I, I think I gotta give him credit because I surprisingly like the story. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly? <laughs> and it's not... It's not... It doesn't have obnoxious comedy, although it does at times. But for the most part, it doesn't have obnoxious comedy like I usually expect from his his productions. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know, Zero. What are your thoughts overall? Yeah. I haven't seen this in a long time, probably since I first saw it in 2014. I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. I didn't really think anything of it, but sitting down and rewatching it, it felt good. I just had a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Not too many memorable fights. Like, there's good stuff in it. Yes. But I don't know mm-hmm. if I would say like, oh, this was like a really good part or this was a really good part. Just like just like small moments here and there. And, you know, if you want to know what those moments are exactly, you know, you, like you can hear us uh, break that down in Patreon. But yeah, just overall, like great watch. Great watch, like Sunday afternoon watch or something like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, that's a good way to describe it. It's, it's not the highest recommend for me, but I do say go check it out. Um, yeah, it's it's. Well, subtle, subtle, but great from Yoon Ping. You know, like, yeah, he's he's part of it, but it's like, it's not how wirefu heavy. And same thing with Wang Jing. It's like, it's like wow, these guys learn subtlety. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd say, yeah, like, it, it's the, the action's just, uh, you know, okay to good. It doesn't, never breaks into great territory but you know, overall like a pretty entertaining solid film you know so i do say check i'm it. a little uh, upset now because it's it's very clear that andy on can do fight choreography and i'm so uh-huh. mad that they just gave him like nothing to do in kung fu league like what like what the hell <laughs> i'm still annoyed at that movie <laughs> i'm still annoyed oh, after yeah. so many episodes ago uh what the hell Kung Fu uh, League. <laughs> just just like Dennis Toe. <laughs> <laughs>